Hello and welcome to the Golf Shake podcast. Returning after a winter hiatus, we are back for the countdown towards spring and the new golf season. Need I remind you that there are now only 65 days left until the Masters gets underway from Augusta National? Happy days indeed. My name is Kieran Clark, and on this week's podcast, easing ourselves back into the swing of things, my colleague Owen Davis has recorded an interview with Angus McLeod, the Director of Golf Courses and Estates at the Belfry. And during their discussion, Angus shares insights on his role and the significant work that goes into the maintenance of the Belfry's impressive estate facilities and, of course, the iconic Brabazon course. But firstly, taking a quick look back some of the headlines in the golf world from the past week. And uh, last weekend, of course, on the European Tour, Rory McIlroy, making his second appearance of the season, finished runner-up to impressive Chinese star Hao Tong Li at the Dubai Desert Classic. McIlroy had looked in vintage form and was leading the event on the back nine, but stumbled, opening the door for for his 22-year-old playing partner, who, of course, you may remember, uh, shot 63 on the Sunday at last year's Open at Royal Birkdale to finish in third place behind Jordan Spieth and Matt Kutcher. He took the opportunity with four birdies in the last six holes to take the biggest victory of his young career. Quite a talent, a player to certainly watch out for. So there was disappointment for Rory, but his form and mentality looks very strong early this season as he hopes to banish the frustrations of 2017 and build towards the Masters in April, where he hopes to complete the career Grand Slam. Rory's schedule ahead of his f- the first major of the year is certainly aggressive and packed. His intentions are unquestionably clear. Uh, but of course, many headlines were made over on the PGA Tour uh, last week, and it was a Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, and we have to start with one man, I guess. It wasn't Ultimately, the eventual winner, although that was a good story too. But Tiger Woods, of course, made his return to the regular circuit at one of his favourite venues, a course where he's won this event seven times. He won the US Open, of course, back in 2008 there on one leg in that memorable playoff against Rocco Mediate. So Tiger was back, having played in last uh, December's Hero World Challenge, but this was a different thing altogether. It's a full field event, played over two very punishing golf courses. And he ultimately finished in a tie for 23rd, after scrambling to make the cut. You know, Indeed, this was a remarkable effort, uh, when you consider it all. Making his first cut in 888 days, two and a half years which is incredible. And this was despite his quite alarmingly wayward driving, the putting, short game, and certainly the competitiveness and drive uh, were still evident with Tiger. So it was a positive start for the 42-year-old 14 times major winner, of course. But he's still got some way to go before he's capable of competing at the highest level with the young stars of today. But he needs competitive rounds in tournament conditions. And that will happen again next week at Riviera uh, during the Genesis Open. Uh, a great event there, iconic venue once again. And Tiger will be present, where of course he made his PGA Tour debut as a teenager back in 1992. But his longer term schedule remains unclear as we build towards the Masters. But ultimately, it was Jason Day who secured a title for himself, overcoming Alex Noren in the fifth hole of a playoff. 
that actually carried over until the Monday morning, pretty much due to some horrendously slow play during the final round. You know, something that the PGA Tour seems unable or rather unwilling to tackle with any effectiveness. However, Day, a former world number one, hadn't won on tour since triumphing in the Players' Championship at TBC Sawgrass back in 2016, and he had subsequently you know, contested with several injury, health, and off-course issues. But there is no questioning his ability, and how good he was, and how good he really can still be. And both Day and Rory McIlroy have moved back into the world's top ten. And of course, Alex Norton remains a very consistent force, an underappreciated player in the world game who will certainly be hoping to qualify for Europe's Ryder Cup team. But the year after that uh, is actually the Solheim Cup. And there was a little bit of Solheim Cup news as well this week. And uh, the US confirmed that Julie Engster would remain captain for a third time. And of course, she will face up against Scotland's very own Katrina Matthew who will lead Europe at Glen Eagles in 2019. And that will certainly be an event to relish when it comes around. But in more present terms, this week we have the European Tour is in Malaysia for the Maybank Championship, while the PGA Tour heads to TBC Scottsdale for the raucous Waste Management Phoenix Open. Love it or hate it, this event is unique and draws extraordinarily large crowds. Though, I'm not sure we'll see it replicated widely elsewhere, but you never know. Maybe we should. That's a question for another podcast, I think. Uh, But now, let's move on to Owen's interview with Angus McLeod from the Belfry and gain just a little bit of insight behind the role of a greenkeeping and estates manager at a truly major resort. So, Angus, um, not only do you have three golf courses here, you also manage the entire estate that the, uh, the Belfry uh, complex sits on. So can you explain a little bit more about um, what, what your role is and what you have to do in order to not only maintain those three golf courses, but also everything else that goes with it? Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. It's the, the, the good thing about this role is it's the, the diversity of this role, yep. not, not only the golf courses, but really the first impression of the resort for me is important. Yeah. You know, we get probably over one million visitors here. Right. Um, the first impression counts. So they're not only just here for the golf, we've got conference team, we've got banquet team, we've got weddings. And specifically the wedding party want colour. Yeah. They want they want to be able to come in here and see seasonal colour, yep. see the variances. So we've got to try and present this place in a way that's gonna that's gonna suit all our customers. Yeah. Uh, they're not only just excited about the golf, so we, we take a, a lot of pride in the lawns. So when yep. you come in it's it's the ode to the line. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you've got this first impression. If our lawns are looking great, then hopefully it gives confidence to the to the golfers yep. that our that our, uh, our turf and the golf course is going to look great. Yep. We've got five gardener team. Yep. So I, I don't get too involved in the logistics of the of the property. My job is strategy. Yep. My job is to give the guys the tools. My job is to give the guys the budget to be able to get the seasonal planting in. We plant the best part of two and a half thousand bulbs. Yeah. And so what that'll do is that'll give me spring colour. When yeah. it's very very cold, and at today at the Belfry, it's very very cold. Yeah, we can't we can't be putting any summer bedding down. We've got seventy two hanging baskets. So when the summer kicks in, the place looks fantastic. Yeah, we've got colour. I tend just to go for purples and whites. Yeah, I don't tend to go for anything too gaudy. I yeah. think it's a class place, and I think it's just maybe subtle colour that we go for. So we planted a lot of the, 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 the you see a lot of the perennial bushes around here. So we've got we've got we've got cover. Yeah, got a kind of element of colour, and and these change within 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 the autumn colours as well. So yep. this place we've got the Ryan Robins out here. We've got the EBs. We've got 
um, you've got all the boxes, so that adds a, that adds a dimension to the place and, and makes the place full. Yeah. Come the summertime, then, then for for the golf for the for the for the customer that, that's not interested in golf, then they, they can go for a walk around the resort and they can see the different colour. We've got seventy-two hanging baskets up. Right. Um, fortunately, I wish we could, but we don't have our own nursery. Yeah. I wish we could buy. I wish, but we have to buy our plants in. Yeah. Um, not really sustainable. However, the bulbs that we planted in are sustainable. We put two and a half thousand bulbs in, and then we've got tulips coming up, and then we've got the well, daffodils first of all, yeah. and then the tulips come up, and then we've got the we've got the um, or the um, the purple the, the big purple alliums, yeah. which are part of the onion family, and then they tie in to the lavender that's purple, and then yeah. the boxes are green, and then my roses at the front are all white, so yeah. it's very much a kind of muted colour scheme yeah. that we have. So, I mean, yes, there's a lot goes into it. There's a lot of thoughts. Even just looking around the putting green here, obviously there's not only the greens to present, but there's also the flower beds, uh, the lighting. There's all that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, is that, so your greenkeeping staff and your greenkeeping team and the estate management, will they vary their roles between greenkeeping and doing this sort of stuff, or do you have specialists uh, doing that within your team? We have specialists. Yeah. Um, the, guy, the guys don't mix. Yeah. Okay, it's quite cool. There's almost like a competitive edge. Yeah. The PJ boys... We're not going to Brab Golf Course. The Brab yeah. guys don't go on the PJ Golf Course. Right. Okay. So we've, we've got an element of you know it's of, there's a there's a the competitive edge, which is pretty which is pretty good. Yeah. And it kind of adds another dimension, and it makes the guys feel kind of that they've got they've got their own identity. Yeah. So and again, the same with the garden team. We've got five gardeners. Yeah. And they, they, they their their job is to keep keep everything yeah. free, keep everything trimmed back. Yeah, and we've got the right plants in the right time. So, yeah. yeah, and in terms of um, just looking around us here, we've obviously got um, not only the golf courses, but we've got the lakes, we've got the trees. Yeah. Um, how do you manage the estate in terms of that, and and how do, how does your role feed into that side of things? Again, uh, part of my team, uh, we have thirty-five full-time greenkeepers, okay? yeah. and that's split up from workshop mechanics to irrigation and project guys yeah. to gardeners and then the, the full greenkeeping team yeah. and then I'm fortunate enough to have a, to have, to have a PA but she helps the administration side for me yeah. if I didn't have that support I'd be in my office full time with health and safety and legislation and yeah. training and budgets etc yeah. um, which is great and part of the job uh, but she, she, she actually frees me up to do a lot of the stuff on the golf course side because yeah. it's really because I'm a passionate greenkeeper yeah. I love my greenkeeping um, so the, the, the terms of the water body, the, the, the Brabazon Golf Course has probably got what is probably the largest water body on mm. any inland golf course in the UK. It's a massive mm. water body. Okay. Um, so from a safety perspective, keeping the, the client safe. So we've got a lot of signage out here. Yeah. We've got a lot of SOPs, a lot of risk assessments, um, which is part of the role. It's part yeah. of keeping the, the client safe and the customer safe. Stopping our, our guests from actually deviating onto the onto these areas because they want to walk down, they want yeah. to see, they want to go in the water. Yeah. You know, so it's a case of keeping keeping them safe as well. Yeah. So my, my tie-in is we've got sixteen autobines. Right. Eighty-five. They keep the place again visually. Yeah. Keep the water healthy. So so my, my project boys manage that side. We've got two and a half thousand irrigation heads. Right. On well. site. Okay. Uh, so it's a huge huge operation. So these I've got two guys that are just purposely they just do irrigation. Yeah. And in terms of, um, not only you've obviously got this beautiful setting, um, lots of land here, how do you deal with the wildlife and, and how do you sustain that, uh, you know, throughout the year? Yeah, well, the, the wildlife, the ecology part of greenkeeping goes hand in hand. I think yeah. that greenkeepers now are becoming very accustomed to that we're custodians. Yeah. We are here. I've, this is my fifth year here. I'll hand this over to another guy and yeah. or another girl and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll continue being custodians. 
you know, you want to you want to give it over in a healthy environment, yeah. ecology environment, environmental factors, yeah. and then have a have a sustainable plan for for the for the resort. Yeah. We've got our own bees. Yeah. We've got our belfry bees. We well. get seventy pound of honey per year. Right. Okay, spring honey and we get a summer honey. The chefs use that in the kitchens for baked Alaska. Yeah. So if you want a good pudding, then see the chef. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's a nice story. Yeah. Um, I've got one guy that looks after the bees, um, yeah. and we bought our own centrifuge. Yeah. So we actually spin the honey out there, and you can see it coming out here. So it's all natural, healthy product there that the that hotel use, which is yeah. which is a great story. We've also we also created a, a trim trail. Yep. Um, for, for, for guests we've got, we got over 2,000 leisure members yep. so they've got an outside trim trail right. that they can use outside uh, for a boot camp etc yep. and then we built a playground for the children and then we built a woodland trail and, and encompassing that woodland trail is a 2 kilometer trail that we've got and we put bee hotels we put bug hotels in we put um, bird boxes out yep. we've got um, we've got the um, the Barn Owl Trust yep. Uh, we're in partnership with them, and we put bar and long boxes on the PJ golf course because they've got they've got plenty of room there, and, yep. got the, 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 and, the, and the PJ golf course is managed in a way that it's got the tall tall grass link style look. Yeah, uh, there's plenty there's plenty activity, plenty of food for them, plenty wildlife for, for for these, and and so fingers crossed we can get some we can get some barn owls in. Right, and and have you seen that change over the years? Have you seen it change from um, you know awareness within greenkeeping uh, and sustainability and estate management? Has that changed in your time in the oh, industry? Yeah, massive. I mean, I, I've been in, I've been doing golf since I was 15, so 35 yeah. years I've been in, it, and it's very much a it has people's ethos has changed. People's people's um, you know they're, they're they're responsible. Yeah. You know, responsible for for fungicide use, we're responsible for pesticide use, for yeah. integrated pest management plans here. You know, so you know everything that we do as greenkeepers is in is in tune with the environment because the environment has got as what will kick you in the butt yeah. if you don't look after it. Yeah. You know, a sensitive environment. So um, I think that I think it is very much, uh, and I think that's that's been passionate greenkeepers, you know, social media and then guys going, Well I want I want to do that on my golf course. I want yeah. to introduce that and, and create wildlife areas and keep sanctuaries and you know keeping everything healthy. And I think I think they're becoming you know, I think we're coming responsible. And and lastly, I mean, obviously the Belfry is known for holding uh, huge tournaments, the Ryder Cup in the past, uh, and and hopefully tournaments in the future. How does uh, managing the estate change uh, from just a general week to week basis to managing a, a major tournament like that? Yeah, great, great question. I mean, it's, we we have to give almost a Ryder Cup experience every single day for the Brabazon. Yeah, that's expectations. Okay, that's intense. Um, is it sustainable? It's 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 tough to do, yeah. um, but that's the expectations. The PGA golf course and the Derby golf course, you know, there's a price point with these golf courses, so yeah. maybe the expectations aren't so quite as high yeah. on the other two golf courses. However, we we try and maintain them the same way. We try and give them the same love and care and and part of the of the budget as well. So that my membership play the, the Derby course, my yeah. members play the PGA golf course. I attend the AGMs. I don't yeah. want them to give me giving me a hard time of the PJ and of the and the Derby is not to the same quality as, as, a, Bra, as a Brabson. Yes, we we raise the bar and the Brabson yeah. slightly. I've got more guys running the Brab. We can we walk more the yeah. the, the, the Brabson tees. We walk more the Brabson greens. We walk more the presentation of the approaches because I think that's what the customers expect. Yeah. We strike we strike the golf course. Yeah, um, the PJ is is more natural. It's it's more free flowing. It's more there's there's variable on striking on that golf course. Yeah. In the Derby course again, we're giving that its own identity. We're bonding pot bunkers on that golf course again, just to give the Derby course because it's 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 very hard for a for a golf course to stack up against the PGA 
and to stack up against the Brabazon. Yeah. But I think that the uh, we're giving them a variety when they come and play the Brabazon. They're here for two days, three nights, etc. They play the three golf courses. Yeah. And I, the, the advice I give the guys when they come here um, is that if you've never played the place before, then do the Brabazon. Yeah. Do the PGA. Let these guys, let, let them golf course beat you up. Yeah. Have a good night in the Bel Air. <laughs> and, then, and then play the derby in your last day with a hangover. Fantastic. And that's the way, I think that's the way how you, you manage yourself around the, around the Belfry. Brilliant. Okay, Angus, uh, there you go, guys. A bit of information about uh, the estates here at the Belfry. Next time you're here, uh, as I'm sure you will be soon, just have a look around, have a look at the way that the estates manage uh, the wildlife as well. And, and now you've got a bit of insight from Angus about how it's all sustained and, and how they move forward uh, throughout the course of the year. And that was at Owen Davis with Angus McLeod. So if you're visiting the Belfry at some point this year, you now have some extra points to be mindful of and things to look out for uh, when you go there and experience uh, that truly revered Ryder Cup venue, a place, a course, a venue that's uh, extremely popular with golf-shaped users, one of the best-reviewed places we have on the website and uh, with hundreds and hundreds of uh, independent uh, reviews from regular golfers. But uh, kind of moving on now a little bit, and uh, many of you will be aware, of course, that it was recently the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, uh, where the golf industry, all the major brands and manufacturers, unveil their products and innovations for the year ahead. And Golf Shake was there present. Owen is a very busy guy. He was there too. And we now have a series of features, interviews, and equipment reviews that you'll see across the website, social media channels, and their very own YouTube channel. Some of this may even pop up in the podcast during the coming weeks. And of course, on Golf Shake, uh, if you're getting ready to play golf for the year, we have the Golf Shake Top 10 travel deals, which are certainly worth checking out. Some fantastic offers right there, but also several uh, features and golf courses to play in 2018, including a must play list for England and Wales, not to mention a compilation of the ambassador reviews we have on the website. And I would also point you in the direction of the new 19th full section of the site, which is full of fun and engaging content, focusing on some of the more light-hearted elements to this crazy old game. But if you have set goals and objectives for your golf, so have we. I've done it too. And that feature from ourselves is also on the website with our own goals and the lists for the year, our hopes for the season ahead. And if you're planning to get out there and play some winter golf this February, don't forget to track your rounds and stats in the Golf Shakes core tracker. Get improving ahead of the main season in the spring. So, you know, we're back. And that was the first short uh, edition of the Golf Shake podcast in 2018. We'll be back with even more guests and interviews and hopefully a bit of engagement to enhance your experience of being part of this Golf Shake community. Thanks again to Angus McLeod of the Belfry for that interview with Owen. And of course, I thank you all for listening to this podcast. My name is Kieran Clark and the golf shit, we want you to play better and play more. Until next time.